Hey everybody and welcome to this month's episode of the Study and Games podcast from Little Rock Games. To start off, I'm going to go ahead and introduce myself. I am Olivia. I'm Brad. I'm Joe. I'm Robbie. I'm Tanner. And this month we are actually joined by our special guest who's going to be here and introduce yourself in a moment. And her name is... I'm Lauren. Hi! <laughs> and this month uh, we are playing Paradise Killer. It's part of our podcast where we... Uh, pick a different theme. We've been picking themes anyway. Um, and we talk about games from a developer's perspective. And this month, our theme is death. Dun, yes. dun, dun, dun. Dun. This, I mean, this is season. what we need a soundboard for. Yeah, yeah this whole season. <laughs> the month, season, year. This no, month's in the decade. season. I don't know. It's all the same to me. Any, it's anymore. the dawning of the age of death. <laughs> I think it's the time of the month is. of the season. Yes. Aquarius. Um, no, Aquarius no, is right no, out. No. Um, so, yeah, so this game, Paradise Killer, is uh, published by Fellow Traveler, developed by Kaizen Gaming. Came out very recently, I think last year or something like that. That sounds right. Uh, I think so. And it is a murder mystery that takes place on a really weird, freaky alternate reality island where the player has to investigate a bunch of grizzly murders um, and jump around collecting collectibles and it's mostly a collectible game if you're playing it like I did. Um, and yeah, so this month we're excited to talk about it. So let's open the floor up to our opening thoughts. All right. Who wants to go first? I think you do, Brad. You gotta, okay. You gotta look in your I eyes. Do. <laughs> it's been a while since you could say that too. <laughs> right? Yeah, this oh, would be yes. the, first, um, the first time in two years. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. A bajillion seasons of the show, yeah. Um, where we are actually meeting in person, so maybe we're a little bit our volume levels maybe are a little bit more normal. We also <laughs> just don't care about our volume levels that much, <laughs> so who knows? It's probably still terrible, but we're all here together. We can see. We each don't other. sound yeah. like we're in. Hopefully, we don't sound like we're in a tin can. Uh, if I did, if I did the post production stuff right, we don't. <laughs> yeah. Now we know. Who we're <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. So um, my initial thoughts on this game. Um, the big takeaway for me with this was so many different references. I think probably mostly unintentional, maybe some were intentional, but a lot of things that it reminded me of personally. Um, several of the games that we've played before, uh, the Norwood Suite, uh, um, t- uh, Dire of a Spaceport Janitor, it felt a whole lot. In fact, it felt to me like it could have been a different view of the the closed universe inside Diary of a Spaceport Janitor, superimposed like from a diff- You were looking at it from sort of a god view in this game, where yes, you were looking at, mm-hmm. at it from the Spaceport Janitor view, super low uh, pixel, eight uh, bit, sixteen whatever. Uh, but to comparing, I, I kept going back and forth to the ideas of those layers of gods who were just sort of this almost abstract and amorphous kind of idea of something above in the story and all of these terms for things that you didn't really know what they meant and maybe maybe or maybe they didn't have anything really to do with the with the game um so lots of stuff like that it also reminded me of uh one of my favorite uh uh one of my favorite uh literary genres is cyberpunk and this reminded me so much of at least two different William Gibson novels, and we can talk about those as it goes on. Um, but yeah, I was, I was, I had as much fun just 
feeling like I was in those different worlds uh, as anything on this. Um, oh, what was the other one? The, the game that we played that, Robbie, you, it was one of your picks where we uh, jetpacked parkour all around and bounced around. Oh, hover. Yeah, yeah, hover. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it reminded me a lot of that too. Okay. Like that could have been the other parts of this city. Like all three of those were sort of, Ooh. could be kind of connected in their own interesting weird way. I know that was a lot now of. Now I want the crossover new, though. I, I know, crazy. right? Where you can where you can go from between all three of those games. Paradise Hover Killer. Yes. Well, it was a game of the Paradise Power Ups. That's true. Yeah, we can talk about the power ups in a little bit because I have. Um, but yeah that's my that's more than enough of my first thoughts I think Joe I'm sending it to you okay Um, so yeah I I thought this game was just lovely Um, now I suffer from motion sickness in games and um, so I had to play it in very like sort of shorter portions and I eventually had to stop because it was a little much but other than that it, like the writing was really I, I want to talk a lot about the writing because I just like you know our standards in video game writing are so low that it's exciting anytime <laughs> there's like really great writing um, but I mean this is really it's basically a character driven noir piece right I mean it's, you've got like a detective who doesn't really necessarily fit anyway we can so character driven noir is not easy to come by in video games and so to find one um, it made me want more. Um, it actually made me think about all of the, like all the games I would play that just have this format, where there's a noir detective who's got a bunch of, mm-hmm. you know, details to sift through, and then somebody to present the the findings to at the end um, is a really great format. So, um, and we, before we started the recording, we were talking briefly about. For me, the the total vibe I got was uh, Grand Theft Auto Vice City. <laughs> like I basically, even from above, it's like basically this like formatted island with these different segments that are all in this like '80s, you know, Miami Vice, you know, pastel, um, with this soundtrack going that's kind of electronic. And anyway, I felt like I was in the detective version of. But you didn't have to shoot a bunch of people in. No, I didn't. Until the end. Until the end, right now. Yes, there were a lot of four shots. Uh Like four to kill, but um, but yeah. So um, yeah, and there's so much to collect. Let's talk about that too. A lot of collecting. (laughs) So that that's actually uh, occasionally my my like Achilles heel in games is I'll get way too sucked into the the collecting all the random bits. Yep. So, like, I played Assassin's Creed 2 way longer than it was worth to find all the stupid feathers. Sure. <laughs> uh, and I don't even enjoy it, but, yeah, like, not, not in, like, hindsight, but in the moment, there's something really satisfying about being, like, like the, the pathing of it all. Yeah. Sort of, like, looking at the map and being like, hey, I'm going to go here, 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 and I can get those three, right. and then that kind of just always going. Uh, but, but, yeah, like... So I got pulled more and more into the game as I, I went. Like, at first it was, I was kind of tentative. I was like, okay, there's a lot of, uh, they're throwing a lot of nouns at me. Um, yeah. Just, like, in the lore. Um, and usually that's a pretty big, like, turnoff for me in a game. Um, we've been playing Destiny uh, this week, Olivia and I have. Um, and it's, like, the epitome of that. It's just like everyone's a character and everything's got like a backstory. Everything and Everything has a made up word to describe none of it. it. <laughs> There's yeah. a lot of that right. in this game. But uh, 
But yeah, like the more I uh, start talking to the characters and everything, I found myself like pulled more and more in, which is you know always a good thing, especially with with a mystery. But yeah, uh, yeah, I thought the the game was really good. I mean, I, I guess I would probably echo everything that Tanner just said. Um, I really enjoyed the the mechanics, and I enjoyed the environment, and I enjoyed the world. Um, well, I came to enjoy the world, I guess, because what, what like, I was presented with immediately was just, like, a lot of just stuff in the world that I guess, like, I don't know, I didn't, I, I initially didn't appreciate that it wanted me, it felt like I was supposed to, like, know a bunch of stuff, and so I felt bad, I guess, at first, like, I don't know who you're talking about, and none of this makes any sense. Um, I'm not a fan of, well, I'm, I'm not a fan of, like, 80% of vaporwave aesthetic and so that's like the whole thing of the game but I think it speaks to the strength of the game that like I pushed past that and was like really enjoying kind of everything that was happening in the game and especially the writing was um, I thought really 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 good um, once you get past that initial hurdle of I have no idea what's going on <laughs> um, but yeah I, I, I'm predisposed to like nor stuff in general so any detective story uh, is going to get me but this one was good so it really got me I, um, Lauren our special guest <laughs> what do you think um, yeah so actually I freaking love Vaporwave <laughs> I love that entire setting actually, fight so, fight fight <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm here to do anyway um, that's how Olivia sold me on the game at first she was like yeah no this is like just a Let's see, I, I wrote that down. Uh, oh, no. She said it was a surreal vaporwave detective game, and it rules. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. And also, it's... I'm not going to say that word. But, <laughs> but, um, is it yeah. bitchin'? Could she say it was bitchin'? Something like that. It is kind of bitchin'. It starts, starts with an H. But anyway. Um, I, I, yeah, I like the vaporwave, and I don't think I've ever played a game that makes use of that aesthetic so perfectly. Particularly, and I like that we're uh, using this for the death season, because to me, Vaporwave is all about death. Like, but not death of people, death of, like, a place. Death oh. of a time period, death of cassette tapes. <laughs> <laughs> the old internet. Uh-huh. Um, and I think that's, you know, I, I don't know, I think I th- that entire um, thought, uh, line of thought, thought tree, uh, is fascinating to me. Yeah, I, th- I think that's a really good point about uh, it being kind of like a standout um, vaporwave space. Like, I've played some games that, that lean really hard into the vaporwave aesthetic. Uh, and something I, I don't always love about them is how sort of abstract, like disconnected from reality they feel. And that's, that's part of that's it. That's the point. But I feel like Paradise Killer, uh, in the design of the island and everything, manages to pull off uh, that same sort of theme and feeling but also uh, feeling very, like, grounded. Like, the things don't Within feel... Within its own world rules. Yeah, the like... things in the map don't feel pointless. Like, there's a consistency yeah. to it, and I can kind of understand the motivation for why are there these giant pyramids in the distance and... And palm trees, like, that. there's a beach. Yeah. Um, Statues. So I, I really appreciated that. You know, yeah. something like the Norwood Suite... Uh, definitely trends more towards the end of like this just sheer surrealism right yeah uh, but this has like people have to live in apartments and eat mm-hmm. food um <laughs> so we have the vaporwave like farm which is kind of cool i think yeah. so 
Yeah, so I was really interested to see um, this game in, in, in context of this theme because not only is the murder mystery noir investigation like really interesting to explore, thinking about like what death is in a game, right? Like what's the difference between respawning versus these characters getting murdered? Um, but yeah, also that exact point about like the vaporwave aesthetic. So it's something that I'm not like super, like super knowledgeable about, but it's definitely something that I at least have like a passing understanding of like what the sort of thing is about. Um, and yeah, I feel like this game really captures it really well, but it also makes it really approachable. Like the sort of setting, again, it's very weird, but it also makes it seem like the even if I don't understand what's going on, there is some internal logic connecting these things that are happening. And I feel like that's really important for you to feel like you can solve a mystery in this setting. Yeah. Um, but no, I found it really, really interesting and compelling. I, Despite the fact that the game tells you that you can end at any moment, which you can, I never felt compelled to do it because I wanted to get the full picture. There was always something else. There's yeah. always something else. And and even though the ending is very clear that no matter what you do, basically the same thing is going to happen. Like, mm-hmm. you're just going to move on to the next island. Because in the lore of this game, of which there's a lot, but, you know, not a lot of it I feel like is really worth deep delving into. Obviously spoilers. So, yeah. Yeah. So on this, this takes place in a universe where there's this ruling class of people called, what the, the, the Syndicate. Syndicate. Um, who ha- are sort of gods, but also they have gods also. They're a bunch of immortal um, assholes is what they are. Yeah, they're just, yeah, they're just yeah. a bunch of immortal rich people, Jeff Bezos types, basically, on this island, who are all horrible people in their own way. Um, they literally ki- kidnap and enslave mortal humans for, like, a workforce, and then they sacrifice them at the end of however long, because they're building these islands to try and, like, create the perfect utopia. So they keep trying again and again. Well, and it keeps failing. Someone they're, keeps killing paradise. <laughs> they're trying to um, resurrect their dead gods. Yeah. They used to, I guess the lore is that they have these alien gods who used to, I guess, war with each other. I, I read a bunch of the lore. <laughs> uh, that's what I do. Anyway, um, so yeah, their gods are all warring with each other. They need these kidnapped citizens to help bring these dead gods back to life. That's their whole mm-hmm. mission. The last god that they ever had was that goat, you know? That's the one that Crimson Acid has, the one that blessed her. Um, So that was the one that gave the Syndicate their powers, their immortality. And uh, so they've thus far only managed to kind of resurrect one god, and that's Crying Grudge. He's in the pyramid. He's the one you can actually meet, which is interesting that you can just go talk to him. Yeah, you just go talk to this god. Hey, what are you doing here? (laughs) In my crib, basically. Mostly irrelevant. Yeah, mostly Mostly. irrelevant, too. Which Which is great, kind of, you know? Yeah. 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 Well, all the gods are irrelevant, really. I think, well, in my opinion, I guess I should say. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's what the citizens are for. And that's yeah. why they do that initial, that slaughtering of all of them before they move to the next island is because they're like, oh, their energy forces yeah. will help as, as do does. something. Was there a thing about the their their Using the blood of the, mm-hmm. you needed the, they needed the blood to to. This is like a blood-driven currency yeah. on this yeah. island, and like there's this skulls whole everywhere. It's like it's it's beautifully palm trees and pink neon stuff, and then statues with goat heads and fonts full of red ruby uh, ruby skulls, which was 
at first shocking and weird, but then I kind of got into it's it. So, it was like, somehow started it to all, make sense. It all fits. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, we don't have to address this right now, but I was, I'm super curious how you thought the, the, the blood that you delivered. The blood Can we talk about that in a way? Are you peeing the blood? That's <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It very much kind of felt that way. I like, did not enjoy that. I, that was very funny. I mean, I was. I loved how horrible it was. Like Tanner, I was all about the collecting. So every time I came, with, what were those called? The, blood crystals. I, no, no, the, no, the, no, the the pyramids. The blood shrines. Like oh, they were yeah. called shrines, shrines or yeah. relics. But anyway, yeah. yeah. Every time I came across one, I'm like, this has got to be worth <laughs> yeah. collecting. But then the animation was very. Yeah, I was like, I don't know what's happening. Yeah, your blood pressure looked that yeah. bad. <laughs> It's interesting because that does lend itself to a thing this game does a lot of, which I think is like adding a lot of comic relief yeah. to all of the gruesome violence. Yeah. To the point to where like even the protagonist is like, yeah, I want to resurrect the gods so they can return and massacre all of humanity. What? Wait, is that bad? Yeah. Like, and, when, it's, and Shinji the demon is saying, you guys are the bad guys in this story. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's also oh. demons. We didn't mention demons. Yeah, the, demons. It's, it's very much like a, a vaporwave uh, Warhammer 40. <laughs> yeah, with, like, with, with a little Cthulhu mythos like like yeah. over the, a bubble over it as well. So, very right. brightly colored Cthulhu. <laughs> yeah. So the aesthetic is very interesting, but really I bring that up just to be like, so all this stuff that again, all the gods have names. We get these little bits and pieces of the history. And you don't really have to understand all of it to sort of get a feel for the fact that this place has all this history. The fact that these people have this really established class hierarchy that's been around for bajillion years or whatever. Um, and deciding to pick a really interesting setting like this for a noir mystery, I'm just really, really... I, I, do, I think you're onto something there that, that that's one of the things that makes this so interesting. It's a noir mystery at its, at its essence, but it's within this very bright, colorful uh, vaporwave... Uh, environment with a little bit of Cthulhu thrown in and a little maybe Warhammer 40k thrown in and just just all, all of these different unique pieces that it puts into this to build all this I think is what makes this game not like any other and the thing that kept me wanting to learn more about not just the mystery itself but also okay so I found a vial of blood in a place where there's blood everywhere. So, but why is this why important? This Not only is this relevant to the the mystery, but why is it relevant to the like? Why is this so something? Anything. Like, but and it is interesting though that the character you're playing as has a lot more knowledge than the player does. Yeah. And uses that in the way that she asks questions that lets you fill in those gaps. And that's another thing we can talk about in regards with the writing about how. We learn so much about the characters just just through dialogue, because almost all of the interactions in the game are through dialogue. There's some little lore bits you can find, but they're usually like really esoteric and like don't make any kind sense, of, yeah. don't really they clear don't, anything yeah, up. Yeah, they're kind of meaningless. Unless you really them. start digging through them and really paying attention to them, but there's so much stuff that you're trying to keep in mind. Which the game does also a really good job of helping you keep organized. Yes. Yeah. Which is the thing a lot of these games don't yeah. do. And, and, and that's I, stupid Elden Ring. Well, on on that note, I like the sort of uh, self-aware meta way that it uh, let you manage files through the little laptop and how it was important to 
uh, collect songs, and the songs that you collected became the soundtrack that you listened to, and the the, the skins for your little laptop became the, the, the visual that, that just reinforced the aesthetic of the whole Vaporwave uh, thing. Once I got the Crimson Acid skin, I did not care about any of the rest of it. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Mine was a dog skin. The dog one was I could change it. Every time I would get a new one, I would change it for a while yeah, until I got the new one. I could only ever feed that dog one treat, though. Yeah, I know. Oh. Isn't that unfortunate? I really expected him to, like, you give him the treat, and then he's like, this was the killer. This <laughs> was the killer. <laughs> like, I really expected it to be. Uh, dark place. Yeah. <laughs> I love that the dog came with you, though, at the end. I didn't notice oh. that. Yeah, I get in the car, and Bearchon like, comes uh, up, and it's like, oh, you want to go to the next island? Wait, I, don't, I don't think I that happened. I didn't get that. Yeah. Okay. Is Bearchon immortal? I don't know. Is Bearchan in the syndicate? I don't care what the real answer is. The answer is yes. Thank you. Thank you. So something that both um, um, Robbie and Tanner kind of pointed out about the nouns and all of the stuff that you're preloaded with that you don't know coming into it, whether it's important or not, you you really are thrown. They do do throw a lot of that at you. Um, And that also as a callback, reminded me a whole lot of Diary of a Spaceport Dinner. I felt exactly that same way, where you're going in there and you have, I had no idea what I was supposed to be doing until I was, until I really did it, did it enough to get the hang of it all. And this game definitely had that same kind of feeling, like, who are these guys? Does it matter if I pick what day I was, what day I start, you know? Yeah. The whole thing with the, what it point, like, whenever it introduces a character it will tell you what sign they were born under, which is like a zodiac kind of thing. But it's all made up and all yeah, in wrong, yeah. And does it have any? It also sort tell of you what planet they were born on, in year, and yeah. what year, year. and yeah. <laughs> of which it was just like wildly like out of yeah. born under Kiss Me right. to the Moon. Yeah, yeah. 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 And the the names, the aesthetic of just the names of right. all of those places, Lady like Love the dies. sign. Yeah, Lady Love dies yeah. is born under the sign of Kiss Me to the Moon. That's brilliant. Yeah. Uh, I don't need to know what that means to know that is cool. Yeah, <laughs> it was just cool. I, the names verbiage. in general, though. That was yeah. that was my part of my issue with it is that there was a lot of there's many many sections of it that are like style, yeah. and then there's and then it's just like there's no literally no substance, and it's like they know it going in and they're just trying to make it cool, which is fine. Um, it's just like, but there's so much good here, and like, stop doing that. Let me sure. like, yeah. like, just enhance the good that's here. And, and yeah. that is exactly the problem that I have with yeah. vaporwave in general. <laughs> it's it's overload of just aesthetic and and, yeah. uh, and some of what it's getting at is lost in the process. Yeah, yeah. and that's probably part of the metaphor, right? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's a uh-huh. place and time that doesn't exist anymore, and all you have is the feelings that it gave you. So like a one big vaporwave imagery thing that's consistent is like abandoned malls yeah right? yeah yeah this whole game feels like an abandoned mall yeah, yeah it's like that because it's like this place used to be so important you know back in it's a, I never really got out much but to my understanding people used to just gather in malls and hang out there you don't do yeah. that anymore especially now well now they right. just go to fight I think <laughs> Go, go to race cars and fight. Sure. It's a nostalgia for like a dead place mm-hmm. and a dead time. And that's why it's so stylized because really when you think about it, do those malls ever mean anything? 
Yeah. I mean, in the 80s, they had yeah. it a well, lot. Yeah. Well, I mean, because of what people made it. They were like right. the internet. No, that, kind of. They were yeah. like the internet for teenagers in the 80s. Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah, that's where we would go to feel alive. <laughs> to, you had to, to leave your to, head to, to get the illusion of being alive is what Joe was trying to say. Um, well, I mean, if you shoplift. <laughs> running down. Did you ever run Maybe down the back just of the, the delivery hallway? <laughs> I've never considered that before. There you go. Um, well, let me ask this by someone who might know more about vaporwave stuff. Is it typical to have, within everything that you just described, is it typical to have a um, underpinning of a mysterious evil like like all the skulls on the on the island and the goat heads and the uh, tentacled things coming out of everything? Is that it? Can it definitely can? I don't. I haven't seen a ton of vaporwave stuff, but I've never noticed that piece of it. If where I have. I see skulls a lot. Yeah, skulls okay. for sure. It's a little bit less common, but um, there's definitely like overlap. Like, cause it's not like a complete monolith, right? It's not like yeah, there's three sure. people that say this is what it is. It's even but... still developing, so yeah. yeah. So I mean, but I think there too is... late. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it is right now, Stop. that's what it always has to be. For this podcast, this pod, it's in right. It's in you know, it's locked down. Well, I, you know what? I think it. I think that I have seen the skulls in it, and I never. Put it into yeah. as a formalized yeah. connection to it, and I think it's because, and Joe will remember this too, because we're both old, as we point out on most podcasts. Older, uh, older, um, <laughs> oldish. Uh, we we grew up. We were teenagers in the eighties, and in the mid to late eighties, this was the you know that's when the actual Lacroix. La uh, can design actually was made, right? And that was on everything. That was PowerPoint back in the day, right? And so the skull motif that I see in a lot of these things, I think I just assumed that it was a throwback to uh, skateboard clothing because That's probably there's a lot of that. Tony Hawk. To, yeah, the original old school. Uh, you would also often have these uh, bright pastels and day glow colors and a lot of neon stuff and neon bracelets and neon skateboards with a big deathy skull in the middle of them and that was kind of the just the way it was. Yeah. I've always sort of drawn like a connection to like Memento Mori like paintings yeah. as well. Like the okay, yeah. weird snapshot That's, of just you know, like personal artifacts. If any art students death. are listening, we have a grad paper ready to go. Vaporwave <laughs> <laughs> uh, is the modern. I mean, yes. and that's that's a common thing of this podcast is you can pick up you can pick yeah. a grad a, a thesis out of any one of our podcasts. This is what we bring to the world. You yeah. might not be a, a successful grad student, but you can, <laughs> you can try. <laughs> you said something a minute ago, Brad, that now I can't remember what it was, but it made me think about how well this game handles uh sort of plot and discovery because I I don't know how but I completely reversed what I was supposed to do so I actually got into again spoilers I got into the penthouse and discovered I don't know how to say his name the one who gets shot the son um, I, I found him found the corridors found my way you found in. that like first I found all of that stuff before I ever investigated the initial access point to the scene because I started off like just taking a wrong turn out of the front and then I just couldn't stop going because I keep seeing new collectibles and I just was like oh and here's a new plot oh and here's someone new to meet 
And I got all the way, I circ- circumnavigated the entire island and then came all the way back. And so I, then I finally found the two dead guards. After having, like, basically... Un- this like, seems un- important. <laughs> oh, yeah, the murder scenes. <laughs> My work I, is done here. I just want to tell you that I've played a lot of games that, that are otherwise great games that mess that up. Like, you get to that point and they're like... Hello, newcomer. <laughs> but it actually—it feels like it, it supports that. It right? managed like, everything can, that had happened already. It like it managed to fold it into places that I thought, oh, this is really well executed, and I felt I felt comfortable with coming to all that stuff at the end, even though I was supposed to come to it at the beginning. And it reminds so. me a lot of of one thing I've read about, which is the phenomena with generated content. And if you give players the same two bits of narrative in a different order mm-hmm. it will change their perception of like their total perception of the events yeah so i feel like this game does that a lot right and where you still get to the same conclusions broadly but yeah. sort of like the order in which you draw connections makes you assume lots of different things about lots of different yep. characters yep. and so i feel like this game like um because i mean i just an open world sort of noir setting already i was set up for it to sort of like I was ready for it to for those sorts of things to cause it to be more confusing or to fall apart but it totally didn't it totally worked actually I have a question Mm -hmm. does anyone does everyone remember who the first character you talked to in the game was yes I do the the computer but not I mean mean, after you're like like, after after the walkout red crimson was or crimson crimson acid acid sorry that was the first major character I talked to no, it's the it's the girl with the car. No, yeah. once it opens up, no. which one? You oh, have okay. First. Once yes. you're let loose. Oh, okay. So not Shinji. Um, not Shinji. No, Crimson Ass. Mine was the first Jazz. One. Mine was Carmelita. Mine was the Judge. After yeah, that. Yeah, okay. After, after that. Judge. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> when you're let loose. Wait a minute. Okay, so I guess mine. So are, are we I also just counting the ghosts? Hold on. <laughs> I was just in my apartment in this yeah, really yeah. tall tower, <laughs> hanging out. Is that not what happened to everybody? Yes. And then you like you, you fall or you do the Tom Petty's free fall in. Yeah. No, for me the whole game happened inside the apartment. Yeah. <laughs> I just stayed in my retirement. <laughs> this is really weird. I, I guess I talked to the ghost on the beach first. Okay. Oh, the vampire oh, killed. Yeah, the, yeah. The, one, the vampire. Yeah. I never found that vampire. Yeah, yeah. I oh, there's a report. Yeah. There's yeah. a report that, that I saw the report. you have to find the report. I, I thought I saw the ghost. I found yeah, I found the arm. I didn't find the arm. No, I got the report, and the report said that they were the fifth victim, and that's what. Well, it doesn't it. matter. None of this matters. Okay, okay, okay. This is all a side track. Okay, okay, okay. Now, now we're turning this into Oprah Din. <laughs> <laughs> Tanner, I think I talked to the, the same daybreak. I remember getting mad about how many laps you did before you talked to anybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the only reason I talked to Crimson Acid is because I got a call. Yes. Because yeah. apparently yeah, yeah, I had yeah. been spending so much time That's collecting things that they were like, you know, you've got to murder someone. <laughs> and they're like, you might want to talk to this person. This reality is like, not getting any younger. I've got an upgrade for you for I, your I, special laptop. And yeah. I was like, all right, I'll go. I so I love we that none of us talked to Henry first. Who well, was no, the no, part of the was, was I couldn't. I yeah. missed the hole in the wall of the thing. Yeah. So oh, I, I talked to him to almost last because I was like, I don't know how to get there. I tried to drive off the top of it. 
but I couldn't get in. And then I discovered there's a hole in the side. Yeah, I tried that jet ski, and that just took me to the weird pyramid. To the pyramid, thing. exactly. And, it's like, and the boat tours had stopped, so you can't take a boat tour. I mean, and Doomcast is very unhelpful with that yacht. I'm just saying, he could be aiding your investigation, yeah. and he chooses not to. There is That's a blood true. crystal on top of the bow of the yacht, though, if you make there's the right that. jumps. <laughs> I have to go along the gunway up, but you can get there. I have to throw in here with with all the jumps thing that that was probably, I mean, I get it, but kind of my least favorite thing about a game where you have to uh, puzzle out climbing to the top of a thing to jump to a thing and then bouncing, dropping down to another thing to talk to a demon or get a blood crystal that is not essential to the game, mm-hmm. but you have to do all those things anyway. Because you want to. It kind yeah. of, because, yeah. because you're well, compelled to collect everything. The other thing also, though, that's interesting is the, the problem of hoarding for me because like, the, the blood crystals are appear to be finite, and they're vital to both activating fast travel points, but they also can be vital to things like Again, the the, the pea temples and the yeah. um, but so so I, I like I hoarded them like crazy and so as a result I had very few save points where I could fast travel which I think made it take a lot longer so for me that was it was a choice I kind of got but at the same time they were the only things I was ever looking for I was like I need more blood crystals and I would I would stack up to I had like thirty before I would spend any. Because I was just afraid right. I would need them for some upgrade, or I would need them for some. So and I kind of wish that they had they had chose, you can you can like chose to have blood crystals spend for fast travel or spend to activate, but not both. Yeah, because that really like I I didn't yeah. use them to. I mean I like you I hoarded them and. Yeah, uh, I unlocked I all of the fast mm-hmm. travel places because I wanted the Starlight skin. Maybe. Yeah. But I never fast traveled. <laughs> no, <laughs> so I did it like four or five I, yeah, times. Yeah, at the end. Yeah. When I realized that, okay, I only have to do it a few more times. And I would always, first I would go out to the Paradise Gates just because it was free. Oh. <laughs> so my fast travel was always in two legs because I'm like, I can go out to Paradise Gates. It doesn't even matter if I don't do anything. <laughs> but it's free to come back. And I avoided I avoided the drink machines too because um, I figured, oh, I don't need well, to. And then it was like, oh, now I have the to. Last Upgrade. Yeah. See, yeah. I started doing the drink machines because I didn't know how, I was how rare. A lot. Yeah. I, well, <laughs> Sorry, I didn't know how rare it was going to be to find. I didn't know if it was going to be rare or not rare to find blood crystals. Yeah. So I just spent them because I thought, yeah. I, I got about halfway through my playthrough and then I was like, okay, they're finite, but I have to use them. So then I just got all the collectibles. Mm-hmm. But I have a funny anecdote about the collecting stuff because I didn't realize until after <laughs> I beat the game and was talking with her about it. That you can double jump and you can dash. Uh, what? Yeah. You didn't do it either. Oh, I didn't know there was a double. jump. How did y'all get you guys? The game? Did you did you use? We always no, have to ask so this question. Yes, when lock keyboard it. or controller. Yes, when lock it. Yeah, keyboard I played on switch. I played on the switch. Yeah. I, I used a controller on on computer. I was WASD. But the the foot baths. The foot baths unlocked. Yes. And I so I found all three foot baths, but I only paid for one of them, and then it gave me like the meditate ability, which was great. Mm. Useless. But then I (laughs) I assumed that all of them like they were just three different places to get that upgrade, and so I never went back to the other ones. And then I beat the whole game. I got almost every collectible somehow. Yeah. I don't know how I managed to. Yeah. I was climbing on like random terrain pieces and like right. jumping. And yeah. I the funny thing is that I was able to collect almost everything. Yeah. I did like that. Yeah. It was very, very difficult. Most of the places Miles. that I went, 
I was able to so yeah. like curve around and shimmy up over a big thing of rocks. Yeah. And all. fall down. Or and well, yeah, I like the, the game, fact that there's no fall damage too. In a game about uh-huh. death, the fact that you can fall infinitely is pretty satisfying. Yeah. Right. But then if you but walk you into swim. four feet, four <laughs> feet of water, you die. <laughs> That's too much and to also, handle. And also, for some reason, there's that one guy who lives off the cliff that he died by fall damage, mm-hmm. and also Ice Kiwami, the one council member mm-hmm. that killed himself, he died by fall yeah, damage. Yeah, but not us, apparently. I don't understand. They taught us at the very beginning of the game that we don't take fall yeah. damage. Maybe it's just kind of that nice... she can't. Maybe, uh, uh, maybe that's yeah. her special. Maybe love dies, but not by fall. But not. <laughs> <laughs> Lady Love dies in the in the bay. In another way. Yeah. <laughs> by drowning. By swimming. <laughs> um, well, Joe, at the very beginning, and I want, I've been wanting to come back around to this. You, your initial take was about the story. Yeah. Let's. Can we talk about that yeah, and, and about how that relates to game design? Well, so, I mean, there are a bunch of things. One is that it's a really impressive sort of character-driven story, right? Which, again, even in non-game media is hard to find. Like, where it's not just, well, here are the plot points that we have to hit. So you're going to do this, and you're going to feel excited and angry at this point so that we can get to the car chase, mm-hmm. right? But instead, it's all about the motivations of the characters, which is so refreshing and nice and it's almost like because they give us all real writers war, wrote it but it's just you know? a backdrop right. yeah. for these interesting strange horrible people yes and then when plot tension actually matters which is in the trial the trial is so filled with these like cliffhanger moments where you're like they design the the back and forth really well and what the what the accused sort of responds with to feel like this inc- for me at least like the tension of that trial i was like i don't know if that's gonna work and it's and then the person keeps coming up with good answers and you're like I, I guess I failed that's all I have to show and and so the combination of the really strong characters with with great motivations that tie together really well I'm saying a lot here but I'll and then exactly and then the kind of pacing of and the tension of that trial for me made really sold the writing of the game like I just found it and all the fantastic. characters have their own very unique voice like they felt like very different people Mm -hmm. like not just like in like cartoonish ways which some of them did have very like 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 witness but they don't even voice over the whole Mm -hmm. they voice over just really small bits that suggest an emotion well i mean like a narrative yeah yeah yeah. um oh right 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 yeah Yeah, sorry but like and also just side note it's really funny that there's a character named witness who is not the witness (laughs) i kept laughing at that the whole game um they're like go talk to the witness no not the witness (laughs) witness he's witness to the end Yes. yes. It's That's a really a cool narrative yeah. concept for yep. sure. But like so for example, Crimson Acid, which was a character that I was like, surely she's involved. Yeah. But she just convinced me that she like yeah. I'm like, you know, she just felt like a very honest, interesting yeah. person who had all these you know? Yeah. Well and, and classic noir, right? So <laughs> the two characters again, spoilers, the two characters who end up being the masterminds of the conspiracy. At the beginning of the story, you you confirm that they, they yeah. couldn't have anything to do with it, yeah. which is just so perfect, right? And it's yeah. just what you want out of, yeah. out of noir or other kinds of mystery. It's like, but well, they have these motivations two, that you they just have, get they have mo- exactly up. right. But but in terms of, they're like it's impossible. The logs show that they were you know and it literally yeah, we have proof. Yeah. Yep. And then done. Let's like, go okay, talk to everybody well, else. We do the entire uh-huh. thing to find out that well 
maybe there's a secret corridor that they could use. You don't know. Unless you find it right off the beginning. Right, right, right. Unless, yeah. unless you take the wrong turn uh, yeah. and end up immediately finding the dead engineer and then you're going along the beach. And... Yeah. That's so funny that you found uh, really da- Danganronpa. Danganronpa? Diamond, Diamond Gate. I don't know. <laughs> Because I, I found uh, someone made a, I think it was Crimson Acid told me, it was like, oh yeah, yeah, uh, Carmelita had a hate baby at some point. Oh, and, wow. and that's what I heard. And I was like, man, she was, she was gone for like, like, are you really suggesting she had a, a random pregnancy? And I'm thinking, like, with who? And all of a sudden, yeah. I basically fall in this hole in the ground. And then say, yeah. oh, like, oh, there there's the hate baby. Hello, hate baby. But you already had to have the, the power puncher thing. Which, which I did because I you... had been pilfering through Sam's things. Yes. So. Yeah, I mean, it's so... The fact that, like, all of us could... We probably had a very different order in which we discovered very different facts. And I just mm, love yeah. that it's still a satisfying... Yeah, it all like, comes together. follows, like, a path. Um, well, there's a few exceptions for me where... Um, so this is another thing that, that narratively is very challenging with just pro- the genre in general yeah. and in games of, like, me as a player having figured something out that for some reason the game's flags mm-hmm. have not set oh, me yeah, as yeah. having the right key to pass through the thing I only had that happen like once Mm -hmm. in the entire like and it wasn't even like a major one I just had to look up like wait like what's um and so I must say that's another thing I think is really I feel like the actual mystery itself is just really well I think that's a testimony to the the other part of good writing the good sort of Technical story building. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, not only is it well written. Good narrative design. Good yeah. narrative design, yep. and, and and not only is it well written from like the characters are interesting, and and as you said, they each have their own narrative voice. But yeah, being able to pull that off, it's it's almost it, it's almost expected to be so common in a lot of games that you do have those where you know something that the game hasn't flagged yet, so you don't know in the game. Mm-hmm. So the fact that this game was able to do it to a minimum, if not, you know, if, if at all, yeah. uh, that says a lot yeah, about yeah. it, I think. And I, the fact that, like, each... Um, no, you buy it, Robbie. I was just... just and then Tanner, because Tanner had something to say a little oh, yeah. while ago. It's a total aside, but just speaks to the writing. I, there were several times where I remember thinking, like, I'm really glad the main character, like, has a personality and gets to interact, because I feel like in a different game studio's hands, it would have been like a silent protagonist or like, yeah. you know, just like a blank shell that you would, they, their thinking would be you would just project yourself onto, but that always ends up yeah. kind of falling flat. Yeah. Like, I like that she was part of the world. Especially in a game that's so surreal and has all these world rules. Mm-hmm. Like, I expected to be the stranger in a strange land yeah. so everybody could explain stuff to me, but nobody explained anything yeah. to you ever yeah. because they're like, you know this right. because you were here. Exactly, like, like that stupid Elden Ring. <laughs> <laughs> well, but there is a little bit of that because she was in ex- exile for three million days. Yeah, yeah. Days. I so, love that. That's just such a random like three million days. Yeah. <laughs> How long is that? So you do have some some imperfect mm-hmm. information that's explained away by the fact that you know she's been. Um, you know, yeah. in the sky for a while with no toilets. <laughs> Shinji made sure to have a conversation with me about that. I was like, so where'd you go to the bathrooms? Like, well, 
Also, so um, I will say the one narrative thing that bugged me about the entire game is the fact that they made it very clear that there being a demon on the loose potentially killing people is a big deal. And like all the demons are being kept away from the island. And Shinji just is around, <laughs> and Lady Love Dies does not care. She never right. once is like, did you do the murder? Right, yeah, she right. does. She, she does? I don't mean She does eventually. I oh, eventually? I thought well, I... and you also talked to um, Crimson Acid about Shinji, because Crimson Acid's the only other person that knows about Shinji. And you're like, so could... One last Shinji... kiss. One last kiss, right? right? I think she does. Maybe. Well, but... either way, one of them tells yeah. you, yeah, no, Shinji is... Uh, he's fine. He's yeah. He, he couldn't do this. He's, it's just so funny to me that like, he's like your spirit guide slash <laughs> guy yeah. who's just hanging out. Yeah, and just yeah. like watching. I'm sure if for Shin- Shinji's conversations, um, if they are in like a fixed order or if they're tied to the location. Yeah, we talked yeah, about that a lot. Yeah, yeah. I I did. We did verify well, that moves, it moves right. Yeah. I mean, well, so, he's everywhere all at once. Right, yeah. but but I think like. If you like, because I saw Shinji at a particular place that I couldn't really easily get to, mm-hmm. and then he just moved to another place so I could get to him. Yeah, so I think oh. I think not only okay. may there be a sequential thing, but I also think he's designed to right. be sort of almost visible all the time. Yeah. So it's like you're going to turn a corner, right. oh, and surprise, there he is. even if you yeah. just saw him or somewhere else. Or stupid laugh yeah. around the corner. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> and so, also, the game had very good directional audio, so I played it with headphones, so I could always tell that yeah. Shinji was. Yeah. <laughs> Somewhere. The that this is the one main criticism that I have of the entire game. Shinji's laugh. I love it. Oh God. I I would expand that to like most of the sound I like like the 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 computer voice. The like you know, yeah, yeah. obtain a, a blood crystal and all that stuff. I did not like that. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Yeah. And for that matter, the fact that uh, the voice actors only recorded like three lines each. So when I'm talking to Henry and he just keeps repeat yelling, uh, I don't remember what it is, he yells an explicative, I think. And just over and over, yeah. In the same conversation. Uh, right. At this point, like, you know, my, my husband's sitting next to me and he's he gets to the point where he's just kind of mocking like Right. Right. I, that w- I had the same thing happen with Akiko when I was playing it and Tanner was in the room. Yeah. I was like, she doesn't like yeah. you very much, does uh, she? Yeah. Ha- having uh, jump, the, the, the emotive noises that, that you, you make, that your character makes when you're jumping over things reminded me. Right. In, right. <laughs> reminded me of grunts. when Carmen used to play uh, Lara Croft and. Uh, one of the versions of Tomb Raider, every move that she made, every jump, everything that was exertion, she yeah. just sounded like she was being victimized <laughs> by by the whatever was going on. That's a nice thing. Uh, 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 like, and so you, if you're not watching what's going on, and I'm sitting there on my phone yeah. while my wife is playing the game, it's like, oh, what what are you, what is this? <laughs> what's going on over there? Which I guess you could argue is argue is part of the aesthetic, right? I mean, if you're yeah. kind of throwing back yeah, to a yeah. time when, when that's <laughs> where they the, only said three things. Yeah, that's like uh, the audio set for the female protagonist. 
are the three like oh I had a big fall or a small fall or right. had to do a big right, jump right. And small jump. <laughs> but um, I also want to I don't or know double jump one might or, say yeah see I didn't find the double jump or the dash. I'm glad I'm not the only yeah. one who suffered this. I did a lot of creative <laughs> jumping off of big cliffs mm-hmm. to get to things because it yeah, turns yeah. out you can jump a lot further when you're but. I don't know how much time we have left, but I just wanted to ask Infinite. what people thought about the um, the choice-based dialogue responses that offered kind of adjectives about, um, because I spent a lot of time thinking about whether they really had an impact, and I think occasionally I... they would cut off part of what you could hear from somebody, mm-hmm. but I just, I, I actually, I, on one level I liked it because it did feel like there was a there was some impact there, but then I wasn't always sure. But I just was it, curious what you guys thought. I think it did have an impact. And I, I, I sometimes didn't like that it just had the description because it felt misleading. Sometimes I thought, oh, okay, yeah, let's talk about that. And it was yeah. you know, kind of mm-hmm. about something different, and I felt kind of cheated. Um, um, like, oh, that's not what I want, really yeah. wanted to say. I, if, it, if that's what you're going to say, I probably would have rather. But then it did have the effect, like, in certain cases, I... As a as the kind of noir detective, I felt like it gave me a, a lead toward what I wanted oh, to do yeah. to somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like with Doom Jazz, I was like, I'm just gonna flirt with this guy a bunch, and that's yeah. gonna do something <laughs> good for me. And then with the witness, I'm like, I'm just gonna act super like I, I care about like religion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm a zealot, and I'm all for it. That was and so cool. so it was like it that kind like of it. masquerade of the noir detective. Like I'm gonna be whatever you need me to be, so you give me the information mm-hmm. I need. For that piece of it, felt really true. I agree. But then other times, I like you, I just felt like, what are you? What's happening? I, so, and I mean, I know that for some of the, I think for some of the like hangout things you can do with the people which is funny because that it always frames it as hanging out yeah. when sometimes yeah. it's like Akika who clearly wants to stab yeah, it's you like, in the face <laughs> <laughs> it's like so Akika <laughs> tell me about your childhood <laughs> <laughs> she actually does tell you about her goldfish yeah she does tell you about her goldfish um, it, but yeah I, I wonder if those are mostly just so that you sort of learn different things about different people yeah. or if it is actually because like, I know that you have to build up your like how much people like you before that they will try to tell sure. you certain things. But I think no matter what you say in those conversations, that relationship goes up. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, I'd be curious. Like um, Henry's safe code was the one that... Yeah. Like there were very few I even cared about, but then I was like, well, Henry's not telling me safe code. So, so I guess... <laughs> Yeah. Not safe word, safe code. <laughs> <laughs> you you, you have to get one to get the other. Yeah. <laughs> he told me a safe word right away, but <laughs> um, it didn't matter. Yeah, and I wonder how much of that is that because we are the detective asking questions and we're in a video game with narrative, we have to feel like we're choosing what to ask when to get whatever yeah, answers. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Experience. <laughs> <laughs> From playing it twice and trying very hard to pick different uh, options than I did the first time, I don't think it mattered much. Mm-hmm. I think Robbie's right that there were like a bit, or maybe you're the one that said it, I don't remember. Um, there were little bits of dialogue that I didn't hear, especially when I was talking to Shinji, because Shinji would very quickly get mad and just poof away. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So there were little, but it, I don't think it was anything important mm-hmm. that, you know, if if I had picked a different dialogue option that I didn't see. Mm-hmm. At least nothing that I couldn't go back and talk to them again and retrieve yeah. the same thing. It's yeah. a powerful idea for noir, though. I mean, to, to actually cut off lines of investigation with mm-hmm. it would be a really... 
and and then you would have to find some alternate way of doing it, maybe by force or by yeah, by, but by threats or just by missing a bit of information. Because yeah. I mean, the and then you is, have to find that out some other. Because you're collecting not just collectibles, but also literal pieces of information yeah, yep. that go in your journal that you can use in the final tribunal. So if there's just one piece missing, it makes a big difference yeah. in being able to like connect yep, those yep. dots. I thought like so. that did do that in Disco Elysium. It definitely mm-hmm. did do that. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, the, it reminds me a lot of Disco Elysium. Yeah, I can see that. Just the, yeah, I've been playing a lot of games in the genre recently. Yeah. I love, it's it's yeah. kind of blown back up. Um, I mean, well, let's think about the, the... In addition to all of the narrative building that has to go in and all the story tree and all of the dialogue trees and all of this that goes into the design of this, that's a whole extra level yeah. of it of... Of if you missed this mm-hmm. key here, yeah. this entry point here, then where are the other points that can bring you back? Because it's one thing to make that tree on paper, digitally on paper, uh, to to, to kind of outline how you want all these things to nest. And they, I mean, I know that all the times that I've done it, it seems very linear. You start with the first thing that you want them to say, and then you branch that out into a tree, and those branch out. And those will come back to other parts of the story and the dialogues and the pieces mm-hmm. and action and interaction. But having it where it's kind of foolproof like that, where you can't, where no matter which track you take, you can find another path back. Some other lead. Yeah. yeah. That, which that's I, a I, lot I, of... I grant you it's more challenging, but, but it, it fits so much better with... And I, don't yeah. get me wrong, I love this game, and I, I love what they're what they're doing. But I'm just saying that piece would be another really, really powerful, rich... Like, if it really mattered how you handled people, which in noir, it totally does. Like, if you can't handle a witness, you're not going to get the information you need. And so you have to know, am I going to be soft? Am I going to be hard? Yeah, exactly. Am I going to threaten violence? Am I going to use violence? All of that stuff is... Or am I going to go back to my save file? Right. (laughs) Am I going to have sex with someone I don't really want to just to get... I mean, you know, these are the yeah, questions we have to answers. ask ourselves <laughs> <laughs> on a daily basis. If you're going to be in a detective, these are the things you have to be I think so. About. I think that's part of the job description. Exactly. So, you know, I'm just saying, for me, that's a rich... And, and to really cut those things off where it's like, all right, sorry, you're not going to get that from this person ever because you yeah. you said the wrong thing. You'll have to do what Lauren did and, and play again. Exactly. Play the whole game again. Restart. Go jump in the water. <laughs> I did, uh, so the trial, we should probably get around to really talking about that mm-hmm. at some point, but like, um, so this my second playthrough, I killed Lydia, I chose to bring her to justice. The first time, I did not, I refused. I had this mountain of evidence against her, and I, I didn't care, I was like, no, I'm going to lie for her, I'm going to pin this on somebody else, sure. and I did, and she was alive. But the second time, I, I was just curious what, what it said. And it killed her, and then I tried to go use a save point to fast travel. And you can't. And you can't. Wow. It says, it's a, the dialogue says, the phone keep, just keeps ringing. Oh, wow. Oh, right. <laughs> oh, that is fantastic. That's really, I didn't see, I never saw that piece. But the fact that they put it into those those yeah. sort of meta terms, that's brilliant. Well, and you have to drive yourself, too, to the next island. Yeah. So when at the end, you're, it's, you just get a car. And yeah. I'm like, oh, I guess I'll drive myself. <laughs> now, now you're the guy with I, I put four <laughs> shots into Lydia, which, again, like, you feel like two would be enough. That's <laughs> not like you're immortal. Boom. boom. <laughs> but it's four. It's one for each time. charge. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, probably more for the, the undead guy, because right. you, you have to kill him and then kill him again before he gets back up. That's true. Like your bullets just sort of go 
careful aim. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the trial's really interesting because one of the things that I like about the game is that it tells you from the beginning, like, we already have a suspect that you can just, you can just, you can immediately, you can end the game in like five minutes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to. Pin it all on Henry. I mean, he's what everybody wants you to do, right? Yeah, everybody who's yeah, guilty yeah, yeah. wants you to do that. <laughs> yeah. um, Open and shut. And the trials format in such a way to where you have to go through like each crime. You, so at the beginning, there's just the one, yeah, one crime, right? End, but then you discover like more crimes, crimes <laughs> as you find them. Um, Which is also reminiscent of Oberdin, right? Yeah. All of the different uh, yeah. levels of yeah. connected um, the layers. And you use the evidence that you find find as like like a resource to use against people. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's pretty straightforward. Like you go through everything. It's really dramatic though, and it's quite long once you get there yeah. and after you've just like everything. Hour. Yeah. Um, but what I think is also really interesting is that we have the trial, and then we have like a section after that where you have to like leave the island because the whole thing is that the I- they're waiting yeah. on this to happen for the island to be gone. And I just felt like that moment was really interesting, especially because you can then choose to go and talk to the people that survived, and you can then choose to shoot them. Because <laughs> <laughs> now that you like have your gun back, you're like the ultimate enforcer, yeah, which is really funny to me. The psycho um, squad. I was curious what would happen if I went ahead and shot Henry after he had just <laughs> survived all of that. <laughs> well, it's funny. I mean, because he's, since he's Very a citizen, hot, yeah. he's just going to die yeah. anyway. Um, yeah, that's the thing that's, that, 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 the fact that you save Henry for about five minutes. Uh, yeah. And then he gets, he he's a citizen. He's not he moving can't. on. No. And when you shoot him, you make that choice, uh, Lady Love Dies goes, it's because you're a demon and demons can't be allowed to live. And he's like, you've got to be kidding me. And that's his last words. Yeah. But it's just interesting that, like, format for an epilogue in a game like this, like, rather than going through and, like, especially because if you find all the evidence, almost everyone is guilty yeah. of something. Mm-hmm. Except like, in jazz. Again, um, another... Except in jazz, yeah. That's a pretty Crimson. standard. That Crimson. Crimson, is not... Crimson can go she down can. for KHX. You find enough... Oh, uh, but she's you, not yeah. actually guilty. No, Probably she's not, not but you know. can okay. pin it on her and it'll it'll oh, successfully go through. sad. Right. You're saying there's some sort of injustice that can happen. Uh, <laughs> no, everything else that happened on this island in? is extremely injustice. Injustice so is never part of noir. Poetic, it says tragic, over and over again the facts justice. and the truth are different. Um, oh, but in the game, but not in real life. It's a fiction. I don't like the way this is unsettling my sense of how the world works. Um, That's not what I go to games for, right? <laughs> and I mean, the fact of the matter is, in this game, at the end, you're solving this murder of this class of this oppressive immortal race. Uh, yeah. yeah. That like, exactly. so like, it's not like anything good no, like has really happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like you're like, is it? Did like you one really, Gucci shot another Gucci? Like okay, yeah. No, it's it's so interesting how the game never really comments on that, but like, it's so hard not to be like, yeah. wait, so they're enslaving people like yeah. and that's just that's not the problem totally yeah. not yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And these- and the, the kind of relics you find, especially in the apartments, these people are just living their lives. I found like a mahjong set of where there was yeah. like a club yeah. that was. Yeah, like a mahjong club. Yeah. Well, and, and all of the stones that you would find, the stones on the beach from the kids who yeah. write their wishes for the future, even skipping. though they're about to be yeah. dead. Yeah, <laughs> and, like, and, and yeah, the fact yeah, that. Yeah, the like, skipping stones. Yeah. And the, the fact that they don't even bother to clean up all the leftover stuff from yeah, the um, sacrifice. Yeah, like, yeah. It's just, 
it's just so interesting to have just that as like the backdrop here and yeah. And, like, there's literally even one conversation where Lady Love Dies is like, are we the baddies? <laughs> like, nah, probably not. Like, you know. <laughs> well, well, Shinjin says that. Yeah, he says that too. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, well, yeah. And also the architecture, y'all. Like, the fact that the, the syndicate design. is, like, far higher on the map. Like, you can look mm-hmm. down at the citizen apartments, yeah. which are all very small and tight-spaced and... You know, uh, more concrete and less fewer plants. Yeah. yeah, and also how like all the blame is assigned to the like mortal human citizens. Like yeah. they are the conduit for like corruption that keeps ruining paradise. Yeah. And it's definitely not all of these rich assholes. <laughs> definitely <laughs> not. Like, Lady Left Eyes herself ruined Island Thirteen, yeah. and they still blamed it on citizens. They're like, I mean, they sent her to exile, sure, but like you know, keep that all quiet. Yeah. But they didn't only make three million her. days. Exactly. That's a pretty like posh. Uh, prison cell to be exiled in. How many years is three million days? That's like 8,000 years. 8,000, okay. I should have done the math before we got here, but yeah. We agreed there would be no math. Yeah, yeah. okay, (laughs) I'm going to go for that. Um, I want to get kind of reading Rainbow on us here and do some throwbacky stuff. Um, For those young listeners out there who may not have ever, may have never read um, uh, William Gibson, Bruce Sterling, uh, some of those guys. Fragments of a Hologram Rose was Bruce, uh, was William Gibson's first short story to be published back in the 70s, 77, I think, something like that. And Mona Lisa Overdrive, this reminds me so much of a lot of things in Mona Lisa Overdrive and Count Zero, um, a little bit of Neuromancer. Um, if you are at all interested in this sort of uh, vaporwave aesthetic, there's a lot of that, although it's a lot grungier to some degree in in the early cyber, cyberpunk uh, genres of novels. Neil uh, Stevenson. Neil Stevenson. He was a little later, but definitely that... Uh, if there's no peeing blood on pyramids, I'm not interested. <laughs> there probably is. There's, there's, if it's not that, it's something equally as weird. Um, and Joe... I, what are some good noir novels and film that we can point people oh, to? Gosh, no, uh, put you on the spot. Well, there's Raymond Chandler and uh, uh, Dashiell Hammett. I mean, I'm I'm reading the Maltese Falcon. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah, it's just uh, cool. Uh, <laughs> Don't worry, it all works out <laughs> <laughs> for everyone um, involved. Everyone you care about, it all works out. But the point of all that is to say, stay in school, kids, and uh, read some good, yeah. read some good books. One of the great kind of retro noir films of the '90s was *L.A. Confidential*. Yeah, um, yeah, which was '99, maybe 2000, somewhere in there. Sounds rightish. Um, but that, I, I think, that's the best sort of. It's a you know. Unlike the the Dashiell Hammett and, and Raymond Chandler stuff that was made sort of during the time period that they were, that's a sort of retro piece about fifth, early fifties LA and it's mm-hmm. oh it's so good that film. Unfortunately, we can't recommend many of the films that uh, William Gibson novels have been made into because <laughs> they're almost universally. <laughs> there was that one episode of of that he wrote for the X Files that was probably my favorite X Files sure. episode. But uh, but we we digress. We get off on all that. We're getting off I, different subjects. That is sort of like the like there's like this undercurrent of like conspiracy with like the syndicate and stuff like that. That I feel like 
I mean, it probably just existed a lot in the 90s, but for me, because I'm rewatching X Files for like the fourth time now, mm-hmm. uh, it feels like a lot of the undercurrent of conspiracy feels like it's drawn from like the Mythos episodes of the X Files. Absolutely. Yeah. I can like, definitely see that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it does kind of this game kind of or, and I think Vaporwave in, in, in general is a really good sort of melding of that era of the X-Files and that early, slightly earlier uh, era era era, <laughs> era of Miami Vice and uh, similar similar shows like that and Grand Theft Auto Vice City yeah, <laughs> Grand Theft Auto Vice City yeah, it's all I know that one uh, and Hotline Miami uh-huh. yes um one last film pitch, Chinatown, which yeah, is one definitely. of the great noirs of all time. I need to watch that again. I need to watch a lot so of those. So good. Um, we should have a, a watch party. Did any of them have two conspiracies that both were killing the same people? That is such a brilliant <laughs> move, right? At the same time? Just, just dumb luck that they're both the same. The same moment. Oh, it's so great. When you start to go like, well, that's weird, and it makes the when you finally it makes the trial a little clumsy because of the way that the end spins yeah. out. But but even still, you're just like, wait a second, you guys are in the same room at the same time. You're both plotting <laughs> the same thing. Well, it took me Although a long allegedly. time to realize there were two separate ones. I thought yeah. it was all part of the same thing until in the last like five hours or way less than that, probably the last two hours of the game when I finally got to the crime scene. Yeah. <laughs> Some of us got to it quite a bit. Yeah, that's so I've heard. So, so uh, just to throw in a little bit because about that. skills. The, the confusion of, I, I think, uh, one of the great, but also one of the take, one of the not so great things, the, the complicated things about this game is they, th- and you guys, uh, uh, Tanner and Robbie talked about this at the very beginning, this throws so much at you that it's really, really hard. And a lot of games like this that are that are just mysterious in general throw so much at you, and it's hard to know which of these is important, um, which of the little relics and things that you pick up are relevant to the story and necessary for the story, and which are just things that you're collecting. And for me, a person who has trouble remembering all the, the things in stories and all the characters' names and how they're connected, that seemed, on the one hand, it's, it overcomplicated things for me personally, but on the other hand, I really appreciated that they put all of that variety of elements in there to, to build out this world. So I'm, 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 mostly it's my own shortcoming with being able to remember stuff very well. And they're everywhere. They are everywhere. I, I would be like, Getting like just cheating my way up the side of a cliff, thinking like, "Oh, I'm breaking this game." Yeah, yeah me too. And then Shinji's there, and right. I'm like, "What?" Like, totally <laughs> what are you doing? Yes. Okay, the Shinji had some pretty good jump scares. Oh, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. You walk around a corner, and then he's like, "No, right you can there. always hear him because he's always giggling." Well, unless you get there too fast. Oh, okay, yeah. Like yeah. you had to turn your sound off because sure. you were bothering your, you know, the people right, you live right. with. Yeah. <laughs> His goofy giggle uh, uh, was too much for everybody in the family. <laughs> I'm making my ringtone. Pretty much. Yeah. It's like a, the most minor Stop. thing. But I wish that, like, you know, the heart collectibles, I wish those were color-coded or, like, distinguishable somehow. Because mm-hmm. the only thing I really cared about was finding the ones about... Blood crystals. 
Well, blood pistols, yeah. But also, yeah, the blood pistols and the heart, they look so similar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're both, like, yeah, an orange like, reddish. Oh, this is just something about someone's life. Yeah. Right. So you just but, have to get them all. All, all but, I wanted was some currency that I could uh, spend. Yeah. But now you're telling me about some person. Who uh, really, for the hearts, the only thing I really cared about was the history of the islands. I really wanted yeah. to get those. All 24. Yeah, I did kind of want <laughs> to be all too. 24. And then I liked the ones that were inside the blood shrines, um, just learning about all yeah. the different gods. But that's really all that I cared about. And so I was bummed when I was like, let me see if I can get that. And then it wasn't one of those. So what so, we didn't talk about that were really interesting were the bourbons that let you Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I love those. I did love yeah. those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 those people are at the bar? One of them is Lady Love Dice's ex. Yeah, Isaiah. Yeah, yeah. 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 I don't so know the, about the other one. It's her. She must know. It's, mm. uh, it's not her. Because it's happening, like, now. They're on the next I thought that was our memory. No, no, it's Island 25. It's the next one. They're talking oh, yeah. about Okay. Yeah. Like, See, they're wondering I can't, about all the losers. I can't keep all those connections yeah. in my head. <laughs> and they even make a hint, by the way. You know, they drop in some of those whiskey uh, uh, I don't know. advertisements. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> they're talking about. Um, like man, if only she knew like how deep this really is. Uh, oh yeah. yeah. And so yeah. I was reading it's around. Always the way. I'm just wondering, what if layer. Isaiah organized all of this? As a way to get Lady Love dies out of my exile. Mm, See? Nice killer team. That's yes. that's uh, love reunited. That's Elect- part two. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say electric boogaloo. Uh, <laughs> just trying to get that that vapor wave yeah. feel. Yeah. 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 If they don't call it Paradise Killer cancer. Two Electric like Boogaloo, right? <laughs> really now. Yeah, listen up, listen up, developers. Yeah. We got a name for you already. Um. So, perhaps some. Final final thoughts. Is that what you were going to say? I just, I I feel like we've, it is. We're at a rich, we've had a rich vein of discussion. My little magical laptop companion says that it's been one hour, 12 minutes, and 42 seconds. That feels like a good time for final thoughts. Yes, it does. Should Um, I go first? Wait a minute. You should, and Robbie should go last. I should go. I should be the final, the final voice. The finalist thought. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm really excited that y'all played and liked this game, because I had actually already completely played it before this <laughs> month. It was like, I need a reason to talk about this game with more people, so that's why, <laughs> why I picked that's it. A, that's actually what I'm here for. Yeah. That and the, you know, I'm the muscle to make sure you all finish the game this time. We always very Y'all can't see this, but I'm actually holding like an aluminum baseball bat. Yeah, yeah listeners, <laughs> it's been there the whole time. Um... <laughs> But yeah, it just did so many interesting things. And just the fact that your fast travel resource is finite, you know, there's some just interesting design decisions, interesting narrative decisions, and a really well created noir game. I, you know, y'all know at this point that I love really weird, messed up settings and games that don't make any sense. So I was, I was all about this game, and um, it made me want to make a noir game, actually, yeah. because yeah. again, I, like I said, I've been playing a lot of them lately, yeah. and it just really made me think about. How challenging, but how interestingly rewarding it is to go through the narrative in that sort yeah. of format when it works. So, um, really, really interesting game. I will go next to piggyback on something you said. And I wanted to say this earlier, so I'm going to try not to take up too much time saying this because these are my closing thoughts after all. Um, I've always wondered if. So, I don't like JRPG games very much because they are so formulaic and they always seem to do the same thing so much. But I've always wondered. If you could make a game like this in that with a JRPG maker format and using those assets and even upgrade the assets to where they're nicer looking art, like the ones that we get of the characters in this really good character art. If you flatten this down to 2D 
and and you had the the characters moving on a pixel map and all that. Would that work? And and I I want to say, and you guys give me your thoughts on this, but I think that it would work if you built it in the story the way that this game did. I think you could successfully get over the problems that I at least have with JRPGs if you put enough of the story resources into it to make it compelling and interesting. Um, because I, I think that's usually one of my biggest problems with, with those. Anyway, I wanted to talk more about that, but now we're at the end. And maybe maybe when we play part two Electric Boogaloo, when they finally come out with that, we can maybe they'll make it as a JRPG. That would be kind of weird. We'll complete with a battle system. Yeah. And then yes. we get to kill one of the gods at the end. And you, you can, have to do that. Oh, you can collect JRPG. tactical combat. Yes. You, you can uh, collect eggs of uh, the demons and sure, hatch them. Sure. And, Quick time events with Qu- the yeah. Crimson Acid uh, and Dr. Jim uh, Jazz. Oh, we totally in the knew that. Yes, mm-hmm. just like with God of War. That's all. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. But having said all of that, I will very briefly say I really enjoyed this game. I didn't know what to expect. I loved how weird it was and how much of a wonderful mesh of all of these, uh, you know, uh, cyberpunk, uh, vaporwave, 1980s Miami Vice, uh, 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 the the uh, game. Vice City, what, that you said a minute ago, um, Cthulhu, all of these little pieces of weirdness put into one thing I think is just fantastic and well done. And as Joe said, and I think is probably going to say again, one of the very best things that this game has going forward I think is the, the, the really well done story. They hit all the right points on their story, story making and, and narrative assets. Joe, what did you think? <laughs> what did I think? Sorry, we have Shinji laughing in the room. Yeah, yeah. There's a, we, we have a conference room next to us, and there's someone laughing. So if you hear someone giggling in the background, that's what it's it is. Shinji. Um, it's Shinji. Right? So, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed the story. Um, the one thing that we didn't talk about that I would have loved to talk about was the fact that we had 2D sprite art for the characters, even when they were in three-dimensional spaces, yeah. which... No time to talk about that now. But I love that. I love it. I love but it. we're not talking about it. I just said we're <laughs> talking about it. Um, anyway, yeah, love the story. Loved the use of noir. Would love to see more games like this. That's all I have to say. Yeah. Moving right on. Lauren, oh, what did you um, think? Uh, let's see here. Um, I really like the way the lore is distributed in this game. Uh, I, I like collecting things. I get really obsessive with games and want to just rake them all the way through and find every tiny piece of dialogue I can possibly find. And I like that. I like that they this game really allowed me to do that. Uh, one thing I didn't talk about that I would have wanted to talk about is, uh, so I actually usually hate open world games. The reason is because I have a disability of where I get lost very easy because I have trouble kind of picturing the 3D space around me like in real life. Never mind in video games. Um, <laughs> But this game, it didn't. Uh, I didn't have the problems I usually do, or well, I did get lost constantly. But it was okay because there was always something to find in every inch of this map. It didn't matter where I went; I was rewarded for it. Where you know, normally most games will punish me for getting lost because, like Monster Hunter, will you know the, the clock is ticking while I'm trying to find these monsters, or I'm gonna get stuck somewhere because I was snooping around somewhere I wasn't supposed to be. Um, or there's a spoiler that happens because, yeah. Like anyway. Joe getting to the end first. <laughs> <laughs> but um, this game doesn't punish me, it rewards me yeah. for exploratory behavior. And I, w- I want to see that more in games, 
it reminded me a lot of Disco Elysium is when it comes to like the feel and how, of how it feels to play it and also some of the writing. I loved it. Yeah, I, I concur. Um, I am kind of baffled that I didn't hear about uh, Paradise Killer kind of, you know, in passing before yeah. like Olivia picked it up. Um, it like seems so, so unknown, uh, relatively speaking, uh, especially for like the kind of indie space it feels like it sits in. It uh, definitely just feels like the thing I could would have would have heard about normally. But um, yeah, I, I really loved it overall. I'll uh, follow the pattern of throwing in like one last little thought <laughs> yeah, uh, that we didn't get to. Uh, it's kind of piggybacking off of something Robbie said earlier about how like giving Lady, Lady Love dies like a definite character and background place in the story. Um, I think, I mean, it helped it in lots of ways, but one that stood out to me uh, and remembered immediately after you brought that up was uh, finding um, Sam and Lydia guilty during the trial. I felt bad in a way that I was like angry with them. I'm like, no, why did you do <laughs> yeah. this? You didn't have a very good motive to get involved yeah. with this. I was like, we were like old friends. Now I have to shoot you because you are <laughs> guilty. Yep. You don't have four times. We don't have to. Four times. But yes. So you, that was. You made that choice, Tanner. I did. You did that. I did do that. But uh, I love that, like, even though I didn't have like a ton of backstory with them, there was enough there that like, yeah. I was like, no, like, Character-wise, sure. like this would be really hard to do, yeah. you know. Um, but yeah, you so. never want it to be the cool ones. Exactly. And I will say that you know, even though it is relatively unknown, it was nominated for the grand prize at the IGF last year. So <laughs> I just had my head in the sand, I guess. So. Are you? Oh, okay. Well then, <laughs> sorry. I will get my final thought. Jump in, Robbie. Um, uh, you know, I think the game had really solid writing. I mean, better than solid. It had really good writing, and it had really solid mechanics, and I think it kind of speaks to the strength of those to overcome, even if it's, like, an aesthetic world that I don't care for, um, I still was compelled to play, and I would still say that it was a good game. Um, the the noir aspect I really liked, and the mechanics kept me engaged, and so it was pretty cool. Um, and uh, I would definitely like if they made a second game and even if I knew it was going to have the same aesthetics I would still play it and I think that says a lot the only thing that's missing is uh, parkour and dirt girl what if you get the double jump yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I agree with dirt girl though it definitely needs dirt girl but uh, so moving right along with our season of death Yes. The next game we're going to be playing is Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons by Star Breeze Studios. And it's a, uh, a third-person uh, puzzle-solving game that's kind of billed as a co-op play in single-player mode. So uh, we'll enjoy that. Very interesting. I think I just got that as a plug here for the... Well, it's already over now. But there was a Humble Bundle... Uh, uh, thing for Ukraine last yeah. month, and I think most of us probably either got it or did something similar. But I think it was in that humble bundle is the whole reason I'm saying this. Sweet. All right. Yeah. So totally looking forward to playing that game. And um, as always, guys, uh, listeners, if you played this game along with us, please let us know what you thought about it on our Facebook page. Just look up Little Rock Games on Facebook, or at our website. LittleRockGames.com or 
our Discord channel. Come join us on the Discord channel. Talk to us. Get to know us. Um, we are very active on there and got all kinds of cool things going on. Um, below us right now is the music, uh, the song called Plain Loafer by Kevin McLeod. He's got all kinds of great stuff out there online that's free to use as long as you give him good credit like this. Um, so go out there and find him if you need underground, you know, music to go underneath your podcast or your game or your movie or your presentation. Lots of good stuff and a big diversity of good stuff that he's got there. Um, I think that's it for this episode. Thank you all so much for joining us. And we will... S oh, and thank you, Lauren, so much for joining us. Everybody say thank you, Lauren. Thanks, thank Lauren. you, Lauren. Thanks. Um, and with that, we'll see you next month. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.